Amen. Good morning, everybody. Oh, you guys can do better than that. Good morning. Amen. Amen. The Lord woke you up this morning. Amen. Thank you, baby. You're so sweet. She know I'm going to sweat up here because it's hot. <laughs> well, welcome to Epiphany Church, everybody. My name is Pastor Derek Parts, uh, and I have the privilege of serving here as the lead pastor, and I get to bring the word of God for you today. Amen. Um, leave that open just a little bit, okay? It, it distracts me when it's closed all the way. Um, and so, listen, uh, I'm excited to be here with you guys today. Uh, my wife and I were away last week um, at a retreat in Colorado. Uh, it was an amazing time, and so we thank you guys for giving us that time to go and do that kind of stuff and to be able to go away and, and not have to worry about anything uh, as a three-year-old church plant. Amen? So we, we're, we're a new church here in the city of Wilmington, just three years old, um, and so we're excited about all that God is doing through us as a three-year-old. And so uh, we're grateful to the Lord for how he's working and how he's moving. And so everything that you see around you and, and, and everything that you experience here uh, is God's three years of work through us. Amen. And so uh, we're so glad that you are here with us. Um, and so I'm going to bring the word of God to you today, this morning, uh, from the book of James. We are in a series called Devoted. You guys been enjoying this series? Amen. Minister Cam walked us through last week, uh, verses 19 through 21, I believe, uh, with an awesome sermon. And so uh, this week I'll be in chapter 1 still, verses 22 through 25. Uh, so we're taking our time through the book of James, okay? Uh, the book of James is going to encourage us, is going to strengthen us, is going to enrich us. Uh, and we've been blessed by the book of James already. Amen. Uh, I know I have. I've been blessed by the book of James. I've been blessed by by seeing the, the word come alive. And so we're encouraged about that today. Uh, and so I'm going to jump in to this message uh, today that I'm titling as devoted doers, devoted doers. Amen. So turn with me to James chapter one devoted. Uh, 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 this idea of devotion is a misnomer in our culture. Uh, Long story short is we don't value devotion. And anything that predicates one being devoted is oftentimes sneered at and frowned upon in our culture. And here's why. Devotion is defined as giving all or a large part of oneself uh, to a particular cause. And so what we are screaming, what we're arguing, what this three-year-old church is suggesting to you is that you should give all to Jesus. He's the greatest cause that you could ever give your life to. Amen. He's the best thing that you could give your life to. Amen. And so listen, we're walking through this. And so James chapter one, verse 22 through 25, turn with me there in your Bible. If you don't have a Bible, uh, we can get you one if you need one. We got a couple laying around, but if not, we've got it up here for you on the screens. Amen. Hear these words of our father through our brother James. He says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving yourselves. Because if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like someone looking at his own face. In a mirror. For he looks at himself, verse 24, and goes away. 
and immediately forgets what kind of person that he is. Verse 25 says, But the one who looks intently into the perfect law of freedom and perseveres, and somebody say persevere, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer who works, this person will be blessed in what he does. Father, we thank you for your word. God, I pray this moment, God, that you would stand in my body, God, and think through my mind and speak through my mouth, God. God, I pray that as I proclaim the word to your people today, God, that we might be transformed by the word. God, I pray, God, that as I, as I proclaim your word, God, to your people, God, that the word might get deep down into the marrow of our souls, God, and that it would transform us and begin to renew our minds. So, Father, I pray, God, that you would be with us today. Father, I pray that you would be with us today, God, and that you would bless this, your word. In Jesus' name, I pray. Everybody said, amen. So, I've told this story before. But I think it's appropriate. When I was a little boy, I would go to visit my family down in North Carolina. And uh, there was this one store that we went into in North Carolina. And the store was filled with mirrors. And so I'm a young boy, no older than my youngest daughter. I was probably eight years old. And so if you don't know this about me, I'm an identical twin. And so when we were younger, we were in the store, and we were in the store, and there were a bunch of mirrors all around, and, and it was getting time for closing of the store, and my mom sent me to go and get my brother. Now, we're in this store. Remember, I told you the store is filled with mirrors, and so I'm, I'm going back into the store to find my brother. And we're identical twins, so I'm walking around, and I see my brother, and I run to my brother, and I say, brother, come on, boom. I ran right into a mirror. <laughs> I thought what I saw was myself, but what I actually was seeing was someone else. See, I thought that the image that I was looking at was my image, but it was actually the image of someone who resembled me but was not me. And that's what we see in our passage today is that at times uh, we find ourselves looking uh, into a mirror and we don't truly see ourselves for who we are see some of us are running into things that cause us harm because we've forgotten who we are and i want to argue for us today through the word of god that god is calling us to be devoted doers who submit and commit their lives to jesus so journey with me today as we look at this passage. Verse 22, he tells us, he says, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. James here, the brother of Jesus, is arguing for us that we must be doers. See, there's a difference there from just doing stuff and actually being a doer. See, we know people like that. Some people just do the most. They just do stuff just to be doing it. And see, we're not called to just do stuff just to be doing it. 
But we're called to be doers who follow the word of God. And so I want to encourage us today, this idea here, it talks to us about becoming a doer. See, the only way to become a doer of the word, listen to me, is to be reflective about your current alignment. See, the only way to become a doer of the word is to be reflective of your current alignment. See, the word here suggests that we must prove ourselves to be a doer. Here's what that means. That means this. It, It asks the question, will you do what the word says even when it's hard? See, it asks the question, will you do what the word says even when no one else is watching and you can get away with it? See, it asks the question, will you do what the word says even if it's uncomfortable for you? Sometimes, here's what we do. We say, we say, we say stuff like that. See, I was just too angry. Therefore, I, I didn't talk to them the way that I know that I'm supposed to talk to them. I, I, I'm just uncomfortable. So, so I just didn't do that because even though Jesus calls me to, to be, to be an agent of reconciliation and draw people to himself, I get into positions where I can share the gospel with people, but I'm too uncomfortable to do it. And, and I want to encourage us today because this idea here is calling us to become a doer of the word, but more importantly, it it carries this idea that we are to receive being a doer of the word. Here's what that means is this, is that that when you are in Christ, he has given you everything that you need for life and godliness. When you are in Christ, he's given you every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Therefore, that means that when you are in Christ, you have everything you need in order to do what God has called you to do. So there's no excuse for us. There's no excuse. We got everything that we need already. Jesus has already blessed us with every spiritual blessing. And so we can do exactly what he's calling us to do. We just have to receive being a doer. These doers here, (laughs) they're makers. These doers are producers. They're authors of something. They're performers of something. But more importantly than that, they are ones who obey. See, it's this mentality that you get when you're a doer. You you get this mentality, and and, and I want to pay homage to to Kobe Bryant. It's a mamba mentality that you get when it comes to doing what the word says. Here's what it is, is that you push when no one else is pushing. It, It means that you search when no one else is searching. It it means that you dig deep when no one else is digging deep. And see, the idea here for us as doers of the word, it means here that we recognize that when we do what the word says, it will produce something in someone else who is watching so that they can begin to see that this person who is now serving the Lord, this person who is now working for God, this person who is now being obedient to the command of God, it is producing something in someone else. See, I want us to be encouraged this morning to know that Jesus is calling us to be doers so that we might produce something through our obedience. See, our obedience to Jesus bears fruit. 
That's what I'm talking about. It's talking about the producing of something. It's the bearing of fruit. And so we are called to bear fruit in our lives so that it might point other people to Jesus. And for us specifically, that it might help everybody have an epiphany that we come in contact with. See, we want to be bearing fruits of love. We want to be bearing fruits of joy. We want to be bearing fruits of peace when the world is freaking out about every little thing. We want to bear fruits of patience when no one has any patience anymore. We want to bear fruit so that it could produce something in the lives of other people. You guys tracking with me? And so here's what I want you to understand this morning. And I want you to see this as, as we navigate through this passage is this, is that this idea of being a doer, it also has the sense, the word here, it has the beautiful sense of being a poet. See, your commitment to being a doer of the word should be a poetic song to the world. See, our doing is poetic. See, when, when, when we commit ourselves to being doers of the word we write a sonnet that people can look at and hear the melody of God coming from our hands and our feet as we seek to be the hands and feet of Jesus they can hear and see and taste the broken bread and body of Jesus and the poured out wine of Jesus when we operate as doers it becomes poetic And so I need us to see this, family, and I want us to be encouraged today because Jesus is calling us to something that is greater than ourselves. See, here's the difference. There are lots of people who do. Remember them people I saw earlier who do the most? See, they do so that people can see them. We do so that they can see him. See, the reason that we do is so that we can point people to a God who is able to save them from the darkness of their lives. See, we don't serve and we don't do different stuff so that people can look at us and say how great we are. That doesn't matter to the believer. What matters to the believer is that our God receives glory through our lives and through our work and through our commitment to serve him. Listen to me, family. This idea here, he's calling us to be doers, watch this, not of what we think. <laughs> See, some of us, we, we think that we're called to do things that we think are good ideas. And it's easy to do that. It's easy to get caught up in that, doing stuff because you think it's a good idea. But what we're called to is being a doer of the word. See, we're called to being doers of the word. This idea for the word here is logos. It is the divine reason or plan which coordinates a changing universe. See, this logos, this idea here, this the, the, the idea that was put forth, it talks about the, this reason that coordinates the world. In other words, there, there is a force behind the universe there's something moving the universe the the, the universe isn't moving anything let me help you this morning the universe isn't moving anything the universe is being moved and see listen we spend a lot of time talking about the universe and vibes and all that kind of stuff in our culture listen i want to help you today the universe ain't doing nothing god is the one who is moving the universe 
In fact, he, he is the unmoved mover. He can't be moved, but he's moving everything in your life, including the universe. I want to help you this morning because <laughs> I want to help somebody. Listen, the book of John, uh, it, it denotes this essential about the word of God is that Jesus, the personal wisdom power is in union with God, uh, but it's in union with God through the fact that when God spoke, he created everything. And so his word has power. And John 1 tells us that that Jesus was the word. <laughs> and so we have to de- we have to be doers. Watch this of the of the person and work of Jesus, not just of ourselves. See, when God wanted to communicate his thoughts, he spoke a word. And so now, when God wants to communicate his thoughts to people, he calls us to walk in the word. See, when he calls, when he wants to communicate something, he says, listen, I'm going to gather a bunch of people in a church in Wilmington, Delaware, that's about three years old. And I'm going to get these folks to start believing that if they start walking by the word, that they can communicate the words of God to people. That if they start walking and doing what the word says, if they start living in community and living woven with one another and participating in small groups and living their lives together, if they start doing that because that's what the word tells us in Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through 48, it shows us how the community of God came together and they lived together and they lived under the apostle teaching and they gave themselves. And, and when we start doing that, we can start to communicate the, the, the plan of God to people who don't know him and who are in darkness. That's what we get to do. It's a privilege for us to be able to do that, family. And so he calls us. He says, listen, be doers of the word and not just hearers only. This idea here of being a hearer, it comes from a word which means to be endowed with the faculty of hearing. But This word, it has the sense of your existence being as one who hears. It doesn't just mean that you have the faculty of hearing, because most of us can hear. Amen? But what this idea here means, it means that there is something that is more intrinsic than your ability to hear with your physical ear. You hear at a deeper level. And so what I want us to see here, simply I'll explain it to you, here's what it means, is that there is a difference between listening and hearing. Fellas, we know this well. Are you listening? Yeah, yeah, I'm listening. (laughs) Yeah, baby, I got you. What did I say then? Um, (laughs) You was talking about the trash. (laughs) And we get in trouble (laughs) because we don't listen because we're preoccupied with other stuff at times. My wife's saying I'm extra hard. <laughs> I got the mic. Uh, I love you too. But there's a difference between listening and hearing, family. We're called to not just hear the word, right? But when we hear the word, it impacts us to move to do something. See, when you listen, it moves you. When you hear, you just... You just heard. You're not really moved by it. But when you're listening, 
it causes you to respond. Listen, I, I, when, I, when I, took a, I took a class in college, one of the first classes I took, we, we did this book called The Art of Listening. I probably should read the book again, but we, <laughs> it's called The Art of Listening, and it talked about how when you're listening, there are physical cues that you give when you're listening. Something happens. You respond. It moves you. And so I want to suggest to us today is this, is that at times the primary purpose of the church is to be the listening arm of the kingdom of God. In other words, the church has been given the responsibility to be the entity that hears and then produces from what they've heard. And so we are called, family, to, to, to in, in a sense, here's what we're called to be. We are called to be the textbook of God. And so here, I want to help you to understand this, is this, is that when people look at our lives, they see us as living epistles. Those are just letters. It sees us as living epistles who are walking out the very words of God. And the reason that we're walking, walking out the words of God is because we're not just hearing somebody stand up on the podium and say words to you. But when my broken words come out, you hear the actual word of God and it penetrates your heart. And when it penetrates your heart, it causes you to be moved and changed in a different way. And you begin to become transformed and you begin to live your life in a different way. Not according to the standards of the world, not according to the standards of yourself, but according to the standard of God. And I want to help us today. I want to help us today. Are you listening? That's the question I want to ask. Are you listening to the word of God? Or are you just hearing it? Family, we're called to not just hear the word, but we're called to listen. And when we listen, we do. See, there's a way that we see the world and the people in it that is fundamentally flawed. And, and here's what the word of God does. The word of God comes into our life like a wrecking ball and demolishes our way of thinking. And, 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 and it helps us no longer to be misguided, misinformed, and destructive. Because if we're honest, some of us are destructive to other people because we're not allowing the word of God to enter into our lives. Even certain people who go, I read the Bible every day. But is the word reading you? <laughs> See, you, you have to be in a space where you can hear from God when you read the scripture. And, and let's be honest, most of us just don't have the spiritual practices and disciplines and rhythms to be able to look into the word of God every day. And listen, I, and I'm okay with saying this to you because, listen, we're a three-year-old church. And three-year-olds don't get everything right, okay? But listen, you got to grow in your love for the Word. That's one of our core values here is that we love the Word. And the reason that we love the Word is because we know that the Word is able to transform our lives. And so you ought to get yourself 
a regular rhythm. We call it a slot in a spot here. Get yourself a regular rhythm where you meet with Jesus and you open up his word and you spend time with him in prayer and study of the word. I'm okay with pausing from the sermon a little bit to get so practical with you guys so that you can grow in the word. Because we're called to be doers of this word and not hearers. And you can't do something that you don't know. <laughs> you can't do something that you don't know. See, you have to know what this word says in order to be a doer of the word. He tells me, he says, listen, don't be a doer. Be a doer of the word, not just a hearer only. Listen to this. Most of us are in trouble because we refuse to even hear the word of truth. We think we have all the answers. We think we know all the right things to do in every situation. <laughs> we think that we and we alone know what's best for our lives. But the word teaches us otherwise. <laughs> the word teaches us is that God's plans are best for us. That his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. We don't know what's best for us. The word of God can instruct us in what's best for us. And we don't have all the answers. I, I want you to understand that you don't have all the answers. Write that down. I don't have all the answers. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to tell me what to do because I'm, I'm, I'm grown. And, and, uh, hey, slow down. <laughs> Listen to the word of God here. And so, but we're not called to just be doers only because here's what James suggests to us is that when we're just hearers only, here's what we do. Listen to me. We deceive ourselves. When you're only a hearer of the word only and not a doer. You deceive yourselves. Here's what this idea means. It means that you delude yourself by false reasoning. You, you, you circumvent yourself with false judgment or ideas. You, you, you calculate inappropriately. And so here's what I want us to see here is this is that as, as, as we begin to to look into what the word of God is trying to teach us, we have to be very careful not to delude ourselves because we find ourselves mixing so many things together. There's so much there's so much of the culture in our Christian thought that we don't know left from right. There's so much of, of, of cultural thoughts and ideas in, in, in our Christian life that we don't even know how to get to what God wants us to get to because we're so busy chasing the stuff that the culture tells us that we ought to be chasing. You're chasing the bag. <laughs> when God says that he's got all spiritual riches that you need. <laughs> You're out here chasing stuff. When God promises that he's everything that you need. And so don't deceive yourself, family of God, through some false reasoning. You have to be a doer of the word. And so listen. James, he's going to compare hearing the word of God. To those who look at themselves in the mirror. Seeing that they need to fix stuff and walking away and not doing anything about it. So I want to get us there, verse 23. 
he tells us, but if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like someone looking at his own face in a mirror. For he looks at himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of person he was. See, what we do is, when we're, when we're hearers of the word and not doers of it, we will observe ourselves in the mirror, and we won't do anything about it. We'll, we'll observe ourselves in the mirror, we'll look at ourselves, and we won't do anything. We, we just walk away from it. And we immediately start to forget the kind of person that we are. But he's calling us in this passage to attentively, listen to this, attentively consider our own face. This idea, he says that we look in the mirror at his own face and he forgets what he looks like. See, see, so many of us get caught up because we're too busy looking at other people's faces. When we need to perceive and understand our own face. <laughs> we were in the airport and we were walking past and this girl was on the phone talking loud, like talking loud. So people are looking at her because she's talking loud. And she's walking and she's continuing to say, everybody looking all in my face. Well, <laughs> you're talking loud. People will look in your face. And see, but we, we get so busy, caught up looking in other people's faces that, that, that Mark 7, uh, 3 tells us, he says, listen, why do you look at the splinter in your brother's eye and not notice the beam of wood in your own eye? Or how can you say to your to your brother, let me take the splinter out of your eye and look, there's a beam of wood in your own eye. He tells us this. He says, hypocrite, first take the beam of wood out of your eye and then you will see clearly to take the splinter out. And so what we do is this family, we, 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 we stop looking at our own face and we start looking at what other people are doing. What happens with Christians, and, and this is where people get frustrated with Christians, Christians, we, 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 we stop looking at ourselves and we start looking at other people and we start to become judgmental. We stop looking at ourselves and we start looking at other people and, and, and we start to become crabby. I wonder why nobody wants to hang around us. <laughs> wonder why nobody wants to be around Christians. You holier than thou and all that stuff like that. You forget. <laughs> You forget where Jesus brought you from and what he's done in your life. And so I, I want to help us to see, and I'm closing with this. He says, we look and we don't see in our own faces because we're busy looking at other people. And the contrast here, James says, is to be a hearer and not a doer is like looking at your own face in a mirror. And the word he uses for face here word that means presence. It can refer to a person's confidence. And so we're constantly looking at other people and not looking at ourselves. And we're concerned about appearances instead of being concerned about what's going on on the inside of us. See, we, like me, we walk up to a mirror and we think we see ourselves. And then we start running into stuff because we don't properly see ourselves. <laughs> we think we're patient 
but other people would say that we're not. <laughs> we think that we love well, but other people would say we don't. And so when we look in this mirror, family, we have to examine ourselves. And this mirror, James is going to point us to, is the Word of God. It is the Word of God that helps us to see ourselves clearly. It is the Word of God and submitting ourselves to the Word as a doer that helps us to see clearly. And so, being devoted means acting upon what you know to be right after the perfect law of God gives us freedom and reveals the error of our ways. Look, verse 25. He tells us that oftentimes we forget what we look like. We forget immediately the kind of person that we were. Verse 24. Verse 25 says, but the one who looks intently into the perfect law of freedom and perseveres in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer who works, this person will be blessed in what he does. Family, we have to look intently into the perfect law of freedom. I don't help you with this. We see this word for looking intently just a few times in the New Testament. The majority of the times that we see it, the word is used during the resurrection of Jesus. Luke chapter 24, verse 12, it says this, is that Peter, however, got up, ran into the tomb, ran to the tomb, and when he stooped to look, he saw only the linen clothes. So he went away amazed at what had happened. The word used for intently the word where he stooped and looked in. And family, I want to encourage us this morning. In order for us to be devoted doers, we must look intently at the resurrected Savior. We must look to Jesus. He is the perfect law of freedom. That's who it's talking about. It's talking about Jesus. Because freedom is found in the world. thinks that the world is that the word is bondage. But believers know that it is freedom. See, see the culture views the, the word as restrictive. But believers know that the word is just the rail the, the railroad tracks that keep the train moving. See without the tracks the, the, the train would just roll off and, and, and roll off the side of the mountain. See,
having reflective hearing. When you're a devoted doer, you hear differently. Next, it means having reflective sight. Devoted doers see differently. We see the world differently. We see the Word of God differently. And lastly, devoted doers have reflective minds. We think different. Somebody say, I'm different. Jesus has made you different. an impactful sermon by Pastor Derek. Pastor Derek, thank you so much for your faithfulness and bringing the word once again this Sunday. And thank you all at home for worshiping with us. We're so excited that you were able to do this. And remember, like, subscribe, share, and tell a friend and tell a friend about what God is doing here at Epiphany Church Wilmington. Uh, and also, if you have made a decision to follow Jesus today, click the link in the description Fill out, fill out your information where it's asked, and then someone from here will contact you as soon as possible. If you are looking for a church home, also click the link in the description, fill out your information, and we'll be in contact with you as soon as possible. As soon as possible. And once again, man, we love that you are able to worship with us, and we would love to have you come be a part of what God is doing here at Epiphany Church Wilmington. Uh, and join us next Sunday. Uh, as well as if you could give as well, we would love for you to give by clicking the link in the description or you could do uh, the, what the screen says do as well. Once again, man, thank you so much. See you next Sunday. God bless you all. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you.